Hallelujah. God is good. And all the time, my brother, my sister, God is good. And he's good all the time. Amen. I am humbled this evening to be standing before you to be a vessel to be used by the Lord. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy to share the word of God. But grace has found me. And I thank God. I want to salute the Papa of the house, Reverend Dennis, and leadership for making it possible for me to stand before you tonight. Amen. We are going to look at a very important subject. The kingdom lifestyle on earth. The kingdom lifestyle on earth. It is so critical that the good Lord has found it necessary for us to investigate all this important subject. The kingdom lifestyle on earth. And this is a lifestyle that you and I, we are supposed to live. And as we go through the word of God, may you not hear my voice, but may you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. May God talk to us individually. Because this word is for me. It's checking my life and it's speaking too much to me. I don't know whether I have even started living that lifestyle. Because it's so critical, it's so important. I pray that grace will abound unto us. And the Lord will lay burdens on our hearts. And for today and tomorrow, oh yes, we will resolve to get some things right in our very lives. So that our walk with the Lord will be one which will be so exciting. And when it is set and done, we can say for a fact, just like Paul, oh yes, we ran this race. We finished the course and we kept the faith. And we shall be more than happy to say, Lord, we are ready to come home. Amen. Our subject is the kingdom lifestyle on earth. And two words there are so critical. Kingdom. What is kingdom? When we say kingdom, what do we mean? A kingdom could be likened to a country, a state, or a territory being ruled by a king. Or better still, in some dispensations, a queen. That is a kingdom. A kingdom always have a ruler. Either it's a king or a, or a queen. But there is an authority. And we have so many kingdoms on earth. We have so many. Even in Ghana, we have the Ashanti kingdom. And it's ruled by a king. And he has an authority. He has subjects who obey and follow the rules of Asantiman. And they are proud to be identified with that kingdom. Yes, they are proud to be identified with that kingdom. And here we are. We are talking of the kingdom. We are talking of the kingdom. 
Which means this kingdom is a kingdom without comparison. This kingdom is the kingdom. We want to establish the fact that this kingdom all supersedes every other kingdom. This is the kingdom of God. Yes, God reigns. He's sovereign. He rules over the kingdoms. Not even just a kingdom. But tonight, we want to revisit the kingdom of God. And so this kingdom we want to talk of is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. Once upon a time, we were under the kingdom of darkness. Oh yes. Because of Adam. He sold our rights. We found ourselves under the kingdom of darkness. And thank God for the redemptive work of Jesus Christ on that cross. And it translated you and I from that kingdom of darkness, oh yes, into that kingdom of the sun, that marvelous light. We were translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. And today, we say we belong to that kingdom. And what is a lifestyle? A lifestyle could be a way of life of a person. Something that you do continuously. Continuously. Not occasionally. Continuously. It becomes a lifestyle. And so we are looking at a kingdom and we are looking at a lifestyle. A kingdom which is ruled by God. Oh yes, he has authority and he has subjects. And those subjects of that kingdom should have a lifestyle. It's not something they do occasionally, but they live that lifestyle. They live according to the dictates of that kingdom. Because that kingdom has rules and responsibilities. That kingdom has a lifestyle. And they live by the lifestyle of that kingdom. Amen. Jesus Christ our Lord rules over our lives. He needs to be the ruler. The ruler of your life. The ruler of my life. He is the savior of the world. Oh yes, and it is key and it is fundamental that if you and I, we say we want to belong or we say we belong to that kingdom and we acknowledge that Jesus is the king of that kingdom, then Jesus is supposed to be ruling over your life and over my life. We owe him that allegiance. Oh yes, we acknowledge his sovereignty. And we obey the rules of that kingdom. And Jesus is supposed to be ruling over our lives. Amen. And for a fact, when Jesus Christ came on planet earth, he lived a lifestyle. And that lifestyle is likened to the kingdom lifestyle. And for we as subjects of that kingdom... It is very important that we should look at the lifestyle of Jesus Christ whilst he lived on planet earth. And we have to copy 
ditto, ditto. No deviation. But we have to stay on course and make sure that we are walking just like the Lord walked on planet earth. Amen. And how does that begin? Begin. It begins by you and I acknowledging Christ being born again. Oh yes, we accept the work on the cross and the very day we accepted that we were translated from one kingdom into another. We were born. We were born anew. Not of flesh, but of the spirit. And if you and I were born was our birth a stillborn or we were really born and we were nurtured? These are critical questions that you and I, we should be thinking about. Born again. Yes, Nicodemus went to the Lord. We talked about born again. Here we are today. People come to the front, they accept Christ and we say they are born again. But it's just the beginning. Is this the beginning of so many processes that you and I, we need to go through. You become born again. You need to be nurtured. When a child is born, that child is nurtured. Oh yes, that child is supervised by someone. That child is taught how to walk, how to crawl, and that child grows, and that child becomes an adult. But, I don't know. There have been occasions I question myself whether I am really born again. Because I was not nurtured. But the Lord threw my mind back to school, SU days, where we had other seniors who supervised us and they were chaperones. They sent us to meetings and what have you. And so we somehow had people who supervised our lives somehow. But when we come on holiday, we were left on our own. And so we didn't grow fully and totally and completely. The born again experience is key and important. Before you can find yourself in that kingdom. And before you can learn to live that lifestyle. If you and I, we have never and we have not publicly declared and being born again, I'm afraid. And Jesus told Nicodemus, it's of the water and of the spirit. Being born again, you need the water of the word of God. Oh, and you need the Holy Spirit. These two keys are very important in our born again life. And here we are. Do we spend that quality time when we embrace the totality of the gospel? Where we nurtured did somebody teach us or where we glue to the word of God? Did we investigate? Did we spend quality time with the word of God? When we had the Holy Spirit baptism, did we allow the Holy Spirit oh, to stir us up unto holiness and unto righteousness? These things are very fundamental. Until these fundamentals are right in your life and in my life, we cannot start the journey of this kingdom business we are talking of. The kingdom lifestyle. Before you start to walk this lifestyle or to live this lifestyle, 
Your being born again is key and critical. It's very, very key and critical. Because uh, Jesus told Nicodemus, unless, unless, unless you are born again, you and I, we cannot. I do check myself periodically, as I said, as to whether I'm truly born again. Do I still have contrabands in my possession? Do I still, do I still have something of the enemy of the world still in me? I've told myself, I am in Israel, but still there is Egypt in me. There is the world in me. I, I have the affinity of Egypt. Oh yes, the Lord has delivered you and I. We have been set free. Instead of walking in that freedom, we still look back to Egypt. The cucumbers, oh yes. I still ask myself, as much as I've left the kingdom of darkness, oh, into this marvelous kingdom of light, do I still have some of the things of, you know, the old kingdom? Do I still have these contraband things in me? You and I, we shall not live the kingdom lifestyle under any kind of compulsion. You don't have to. You don't have to. But you and I, we should deliberately this is something you have to deliberately, you know, purpose in your heart that you want to. And this decision is ours to take. And it must be taken now. As to why the Lord wants us to talk about the kingdom lifestyle on earth, it must be taken now. Which means there are things in our lives that we need to let go. There is still Egypt and the taste of Egypt in our mouths that we need to let go. Check your life. Check my life. And brethren, may we, may we, may we, may we give up the things of Egypt. The things which don't glorify God. The things of the world which is still in us. Oh yes. If those things are still in us, the born again experience, we have still not had it. Being born of the spirit and of water, we are still not born again. Because you cannot be born again. Oh yes, of the spirit and of the water and still have Egypt in you. I am not saying it. That said the word of God. Oh no. You have been translated from one kingdom into the other. And so that totality should be there. And you should be seen. As somebody who is walking in the kingdom of light. Amen. How do you and I start this life? Initially, we need to deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow Christ on a daily basis. Matthew 16:24. Please, can you give me Matthew 16:24? It says it loud and clear. Self is an enemy to living this lifestyle. Oh, the old sinful nature. Oh, it is controlling you and I. Oh, yes. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross 
and follow me. This is the word of God. That you and I, you and I, we need to deny ourselves totally and completely. Denial cuts across every area of our lives. What are we letting go? What are we letting go? Are we still holding on to things of the world? If we can deny ourselves totally and completely and take up our cross, oh, the cause that the Lord has called us onto, and walk this walk, then we are not ready. Because becoming a disciple is very key and important. For us to be able to start that journey, oh, yes, becoming a disciple is key and important. Today we call ourselves Christians. But when we go back to the word of God, they were first called disciples. When the Lord picked them, oh yes, they were identified as disciples. And they were nurtured by Jesus Christ himself for three solid years. They were nurtured, they were groomed, they were prepared, they were taught the things of God. I may call myself born again 20-something, 30-something, 40 years. But I have not been nurtured. I have not been groomed. I'm just, you know, growing. Have a sadly. I'm not growing with a purpose. But thank God, the Lord opened my eyes to the reality where I can submit myself to others in the faith. Those who have gone before us. Those who know better than we do by the grace and mercies of God. Those whose lifestyles are so challenging and they are so exciting. Oh yes. I've found about three, four of such young men. And the Lord has given me the opportunity that I can sit under their feet and study the word of God, investigate the word of God. Brother, sister, there are times I read the word of God. I don't have that total understanding. I pray God to give me understanding. But as I share with a disciple, as I share with another, oh yes, the Lord throws more light. Jesus himself nurtured these people for three good years and set them loose. Oh yes. And I tell you, they were on fire for the Lord. They were on course. And no wonder in Antioch, oh, they said, these guys are Christians. They were disciples before they became Christians. But today, you and I, when I come here and accept Christ, I become a Christian. And that is where I start from. But I pray that you and I, we shall have a paradigm shift. A new understanding. That the Lord himself, his prototype, he spent quality time. You should be able to talk to somebody in the faith and open yourself up. You have challenges, you have issues in your life. And he should be able to rebuke you and talk to you. Oh yes, and hold your hand and pray with you. He is, he is able to share his own life how the Lord has dealt with him. And I tell you, 
This encourages you. This straightens you up. And this tests you on. And you know that you are not alone. You have issues in your life. You can call. Oh yes, brother Simon. I have this issue. Can we pray together? And you are trusting God. And you are praying. Look, he's sharing with you. You are sharing. You make time. Oh, you visit. He makes time. He spends quality time with you. And I tell you, we shall grow. And we shall look beautiful. And we shall be on course for the Lord. Because they started as disciples. And they graduated, if I should use that word, from disciples to become Christians. But today, you and I, we start as Christians. And when we have been told that discipleship is key and important, because that is what the word of God says. Can you give me Matthew 28, I think 18, 19, thereabout? What does the word of God say? Matthew 28. Oh, yes. This is Jesus himself. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. This is not my word. This is the word of God. May the word of God challenge you and I. We have been told, we have been commissioned. This is the great commission. But are we omitting it in our walk with the Lord? Are we omitting the great commission? That we should go and make disciples of all nations. Who is a disciple? But thank God, he's given us understanding. And you and I, we may be graduating from Christian to a disciple if we want to tend the course. But we should have been graduating from disciples and our lifestyles will be so exciting. People see our lifestyle and people can say for a fact that these are Christians. But we are in 21st century. We may become Christians first, but we will go back to the foundation. We will go back to the roots. We will go back. Oh yes, as long as you and I, we have breath of life, may we go back to the very fundamentals of our faith so that our growth could be excellent. Our growth could be excellent. Our growth will be systematic. We shall grow and glorify God in every area of our lives. And so for you and I to be able to live the kingdom lifestyle, the kingdom lifestyle, on earth demands, number one, that you and I, we need to let go. Deny ourselves totally and completely. Anything which is a setback in your life and in my life, we need to say no to it. The self, this flesh, this flesh, we have to crucify this flesh. Because this is our number one enemy. This flesh is contending. Oh, yes. This flesh will not allow you and I. Oh yes, we want to enjoy our comfort. Oh, we want to have it easy. But we need to crucify this flesh. We need to say no to Mr. Flesh. And if you and I, we can crucify the self, that is the beginning of the kingdom star process. Until we crucify the self, 
I'm afraid we may not be able to start this process. Killing flesh is very important. It is key and important. Are you and I struggling? Are we struggling with sin? Do you see <laughs> yourself struggling with sin? Do you see yourself struggling with sin? Are we, are we quoting portions of scripture to justify our perpetual walk in sin? We are human beings. No, we keep on telling ourselves that as long as we are human, may that not be your portion. Because the word of God says, oh, be ye perfect. Be ye holy. For the one we are looking at as our model is holy. May nobody tell you and I that we cannot be holy. May no one tell you and I that we cannot be righteous. Because the Bible tells you and I, oh, we wear the righteousness of Christ. Oh, yes, you and I. Sin should be so far away. Sin should be so far away. Because if sin is dominating and is controlling, you are, yet, you are not yet inside the kingdom of light. You are still, because you are slave to sin. That is the word of God. It is not me who is telling you this. Why? How can we deliberately, willingly, scheme and plan, commit it, and come and say grace abounds? Father, I am sorry. That shouldn't be the life. Of a son and a daughter who wants to walk the kingdom lifestyle on earth. Because Paul says it loud and clear. Shall we say grace? Shall we say because of grace? Sin should abound. No, 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 no. That will not be your portion. That will not be my portion. Because the word of God says, yes, the righteous shall fall seven times. The word of God is not saying the sinner shall fall seven times. The righteous. And you and I, we can fall seven times. And what is that for? Those falls are falls which are not deliberate, planning and, you know, scheming to live in sin and to do what is ungodly. We hate ungodly. We have passion and hate ungodliness around us. But the falling, that the righteous will be falling seven times and will rise again. Yes. You and I, we may be angry about somebody. We may be angry at something. Instead of you and I, allowing long-suffering, patience to work its work in us. Oh, we just react. The Holy Spirit will tell you, brother, the way you retorted. This is unbecoming of a child of God. And so you just have to confess that is the kind of falling that you and I, as the righteous of Christ, we shall be falling. But not where you plan it. You take steps. You orchestrate it. Oh, yes. We plan so many things. It first comes as an idea. I need this. Oh, yes. I'll see brothers, so and so, sister, so and so. If I go to work today, I'm going to do ABC. And you do ABC. And you know that that path it's a dangerous ground. Oh, you find it. You get through it. And Holy Spirit in you convicts you. And you come. You say, Lord, I'm sorry. You, 
It's just a matter of time. We may be grieving the Spirit of God and He may even depart without we knowing that He has left us. May we, may we walk in holiness and walk in righteousness because these are some of the yardstick, some of the standards that the Lord requires from you and I. Righteousness is key and important. Killing the flesh is key and important. You need to know who you are. Always ask yourself who you are in the Lord. We may all be coming to church, but we have the wheat here and we have the tares here in church. Oh, yes. When man went to sleep, the enemy came to sow. And the tear and the wheat, they look alike. They look alike. They look alike. The servant asked, Should we? He said, Leave, leave, leave them to grow. The harvest will tell. But may you not be a, a tear. But may you be a wheat in the vineyard. So that you will bear fruit. And your fruit will remain. You will get yourself anchored in there. And the Lord will acknowledge you. The Lord will say for a fact that, well done. This is, you know, what you and I, we should be looking at. We need to be living a life as pilgrims. As strangers. As strangers on planet Earth. As strangers on planet Earth. Storing treasures up there. Storing treasures up there. But not here. Where is our treasury? Where is our treasury, brother? Where are we storing our treasures? Are we storing our treasures here on earth? The word of God is very clear. Thieves, mouth, and you just name them. We need to store our treasures out there. What is our priority? What is our priority? Can we chase all other things and leave the provider and the giver of all things? Because he gives you the power. He gives you life to do all what you are doing out there. Are we going to chase all that and leave the source himself? May that not be your portion. If you and I, the kingdom lifestyle is something that we need to pursue seriously. Amen. Humility. Humility is another for you and I living the kingdom lifestyle on earth. To be able to live the kingdom lifestyle on earth, whoever is a subject of that kingdom should know humility. Total humility. Humility. Because Christ demonstrated humility. We saw humility in the life of Joseph. We saw humility in the life of Solomon. He had it all. He was from a rich background. The father was rich. Oh, yes. He was from a noble environment. But he went back to God in all humility. Daniel also demonstrated, you know, that kind of humility. Can we look at uh, Philippians 
chapter 2, verse 5 to 8. It says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it no robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on the cross. The king of the kingdom became a servant, a true example for you and I. Yeah. A true example for you and I. Servanthood. Servanthood. There are times when we talk of servant, it connotes some inferiority. And so you and I, we find ways and means not to be, you know, in that fold. You don't want to be tied as a servant. But may the word of God, may the spirit of God talk to you and I as we listen, as we sit under his voice. You may be hearing my voice, but may it not be my voice. May the Lord be speaking to each one of us. Because there's a lot of work we need to do on ourselves as individuals. Oh yes, before you can be great. These are the paradox in the word of God. Before you can be great, you need to be a servant. You need to serve. And Christ is an example for you and I. And so... We don't have any choice but to show humility, total humility, humility personified. That should be you and I. People will err, people will say things, people will do things. Oh, you hear so much about your life, which may be true and may not be true. But as a child of God, what should we be doing? What should we be doing? We are talking of the kingdom lifestyle here on earth. And if you and I, we are part of that kingdom, we are born again, we are children of God, we call ourselves Christians, oh yes. These are things that we need to look critically. And I want to challenge you and I, if we can make time to look at the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 5, 6, and 7. You can read it within 30 minutes. Read it again and read it again. And within one hour, you can read it about two or three times. And may that portion of scripture minister to you so well, so much that by the time Holy Spirit is done with you, within the pages of his word, I tell you, you may not be the same. Because if you encounter the word of God, you should never be the same. If you hear the word of God consistently and you don't react to the word of God, my brother, my sister, we may be dead. We are alive, but we are dead. Because the word of God should stir us unto righteousness, holiness, oh yes. The word of God should stir you and I to do something right for the Lord. To take a drastic, oh yes, a step in the right direction. But if you and I, we can hear the word of God 
every Wednesday, every Sunday, and our lives are going around in circles, then there should be something fundamentally wrong. Because that shouldn't be your portion. That shouldn't be my portion as people of God. We need to walk out of, you know, our comfort zones. I've said it. Another issue that we need to look at is, you know, submission. Submission to God and submission to authority. Submissiveness is very key and very important. When we are talking of the kingdom lifestyle on earth. The kingdom lifestyle on earth. Submission is key and important. Submitting to God and submitting to authority. Shall we look at uh, Hebrews 12, 9? There are so many examples in there. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who correct us and we pay them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? Then Hebrews thirteen seventeen says, Obey those who rule over you and be submissive for they watch over your souls as those who must give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. This is the word of God. That we should submit totally and completely, not partially. Submit to authority. The same word of God says, if we rebel against any authority, because there's no authority which has not been set up by God. And there are times ignorance of the word of God may not be an excuse for you and I. If we speak against any form of authority, we are speaking against God. You want to tell God that he's not smart enough. You want to tell God that he can't see. He hasn't got eye. He doesn't acknowledge and know what is going on. Hello? 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 And so submission is key and important. The same word of God says in Romans 13, 1 and 2. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. This is the word of God. The authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. May you and I not resist any kind and form of authority that the Lord has said before us. Amen. The years of ignorance should be over. I, I was part of it, brother, sister. I used to speak against authority in my closet with my body bodies. For, forgetting that, you know, the Lord can hear me loud and clear. The day I read this portion of scripture, the day I got to know that there's no authority. And so, with reverence fear, with reverence fear, 
I will want to talk about spiritual authority. Because I don't know better than God. I will have to submit myself to every kind of spiritual leadership that the Lord has brought me under. It's not by age. No. Timothy, they were that young. But Paul committed. Oh, yes. And people submitted. And it is the doing of the Lord. And I tell you, for you and I, may we be very careful. Submission is very key and very important. The kingdom lifestyle. If we need to demonstrate and show our fruits at the end of the day. Submission to authority. Every kind of authority that the Lord has placed above you and I. It is very key. Then finally, under this submission, the word of God says in 1 Peter 2, 13 to 17. Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme or to governors, as to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free, yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as born servants of God. Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. The king. Amen. Then uh, another point that I want us to look at so far as the kingdom lifestyle on earth is concerned is uh, walking in obedience. All these uh, key things that I'm saying, we know for a fact that Christ himself demonstrated all this past on earth with us. Christ walked in total obedience to the Father's leading and the Father's calling. Christ practiced it at the tender age, he submitted himself to his father and mother. Oh, yes, he was God, but he learned to submit. And you and I, we are also encouraged to do that. And from Romans six fifteen and 16, the word of God says, What then shall we sin because we are not under law? but under grace, certainly not. Do you know that to whom you present yourself slaves to obey, you are that one's slave whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness. Amen. Amen. Obedience is key. Who are we obeying? Are we obeying God? Are we obeying the self? Are we obeying sin? Obedience is key and important. In our lives, any action we take out there, may we find out whether we are walking in obedience to the word of God. Amen. Obedience is key and important. Oh yes, it is key. And this flesh will always, you know, war against, you know, 
our obeying the word of God, obeying authority, obeying people who have been set above us is something that we need to watch critically if we really want to walk the talk because we belong to that kingdom. The next point I want to look at is uh, bearing the fruit of the Spirit. Today we may be bearing fruit. What kind of fruit are we bearing? We are bearing all kinds of fruit as people of God. But the word of God is so clear. Do we go through the process of fruit bearing? And fruit bearing, there's a process. And that process cannot be ignored. And you and I, we need to go through the process of fruit bearing. Fruit bearing. Dying. A seed goes in there first. The seed dies and the seed germinates. We die to the self. We give up all every right we have. And we now submit to our new Lord and King. We submit to the new government who is ruling over our lives. And we find ourselves, oh yes, people of God who can be an example unto us. Oh, we watch them. We follow them as they follow Christ. Oh, Paul said it to Timothy. Paul said it to you and I. Christ is our ultimate example. And the word of God is loud and clear. But may those who are going before us, may they be that good examples. And there are so many good examples. And as we watch them, we see Christ. We see the fruits in them. And they challenge us so much so that we can get closer to them. Find out from them how they are making it. What is so unique? How can they resist this area? How are they dealing with this? Because this has become an abatros around my neck. As a child of God, I need help. I need help. Because it is key and important. We have to. What kind of fruits are we bearing? Galatians 5 is clear, loud. The sinful nature. Oh yes, and the fruit of the spirit. We may, hello. I can't hear you. Hello. We may be in the kingdom. Oh yes, we are in the kingdom. We belong. Nobody can eject you and I. We refuse to be ejected. We shall belong to the kingdom of God. Amen. The devil is a liar. I refuse to back off and Walk out of this kingdom. There is no other kingdom that I can find myself. I will submit myself to God. I will walk the path of righteousness. Oh, I will labor. I will kill this self. I will let go. I will bury. I will bury. I will kill this self. And the devil knows no retreat. 24-7. Oh, yes. But no way. No way. Because if you still find fruits of the sinful nature in you, it is a wake-up call. It is a wake-up call. Brother, we can not be bearing some other fruits. When the word of God is clear as to what kind of fruit we should be bearing. 
if they are seeing traces of other kinds of fruit in your life, in your work, let's get on our knees. Let's seek help as we pray, asking God, helping us. Oh, you and I, we need to take a very bold step. A very firm one. Oh, yes, we need to say no. Because it's a kind of dross. Nobody will remove that dross. The refiner can only start working on you and I if we remove that dross. Oh, that nature. Christ will not bury it. Christ will not do anything. It is you. Because power and authority has been given to you to deal with this nature, this flesh, the mindset. What are we feeding our minds with? Oh, yes. Are we making good time in his presence? Or we do so many other things and have no time for him? We are not renewing our minds. I tell you. Because if you can think about them, dwell on them, and execute them, then there is a problem. We may have to get down on our knees and take a drastic, you know, decision that this thing, I need to deal with it. If it has become an abatross, then there is a stronghold. There is a stronghold. May you seek help so that you will be delivered, so that you will walk in total freedom. Because the Son has set you free. And you need to walk in that freedom as a child of God. Amen. What kind of fruits are we bearing? I've talked of the fruits of the Spirit. I don't want to go to the other side because we are talking of the kingdom lifestyle. Galatians 5, I think 22 to 24 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passion and its desires. Those who are of Christ, you and I, we have crucified. It's not God who has crucified. You and I need to crucify. That is what the word of God says. If you are waiting for God to crucify the flesh, I'm afraid you may end up being a tear. But that will not be your portion. That will not be my portion. Amen. We may have resemblance of a wheat, but we are not. May nobody who labors in the house of God, who comes here every Wednesday, every Sunday, may we not resemble a tear, but may we be a wheat true and true in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I said the Sermon of the Mount is a roadmap for you and I, for this lifestyle, this kingdom lifestyle. May we. Be the salt and the light unto this terrible, dying world. Oh, yes, may we not get angry <laughs> over anything. Nothing, nothing deserves our anger. But as human, yes, something will trigger our anger. 
But may we not get angry. May the sun not set on your anger. That said the word of God. As long as you are in flesh, you will get angry. Then you will control. Stay put. You have been insulted. And so what? You want to talk back? No. The kingdom lifestyle does not encourage this. The kingdom lifestyle does not allow you this. Because the Lord himself will deal with such issues in your life. The Lord himself will take vengeance on your behalf. Because you have to allow the Lord space. Space so that he can manage your issues for you. Don't decide to be your own judge, your own lawyer. It doesn't help. Then another point that I want us to look at is unconditional love. Not just love, but unconditional love. The agape type of love. Jesus himself, he demonstrated it several times. Whilst he was on the cross and the people were kneeling, he was praying for them, Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. People don't need to say sorry to you and I if we want to live the kingdom lifestyle. People don't need to say sorry. They don't need to come to acknowledge that they have wronged you and I before you forgive them. You demonstrate love to them. You will not wish them evil secretly in your heart. And you are in the house of God. You need help. I need help. If we are in the house of God and we wish something terrible could happen to somebody because he said something foul about us, he, he misrepresented you and I somewhere. And based on that, you wish that something happens to or something bad happens and or chiara. You are happy, you are excited that, you know, he has fallen foul because once upon a time, he did this to this brother, he did this to me, it serves him right. No. 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 The kingdom lifestyle, uh, father, our king, is our model. He is our standard. We need to demonstrate love. It's not that the people deserve our love. Because we don't deserve the love of God. But he demonstrated that love towards us. Whilst we were still wallowing in sin. That is God for you and I. Can we demonstrate that love towards one another? If I say something bad about you and so what? Can't you forgive me? I will not ask of your forgiveness. Can't you forgive me and let's go? That is what the word of God is enjoining you and I. Oh, yes. You pray for me. You pray for me that the Lord will have mercy on me. You will not pray wicked prayers. Dangerous prayers. God challenges you and I. You wish you, if you love those who love you, what, what, what is unique and significant about that? The pagans do that. That is what the word of God is saying. Not me. If we do good to those who do good to us, we have done nothing. Because the people of the world do that. 
we can practice the kingdom lifestyle, you and I, we should be demonstrating. Oh, yes. A life of giving. A life of quality life in his presence. No worries. Oh, seeking the kingdom first and the righteousness of this kingdom. Oh, striving, striving to go through that narrow path. Oh, yes. That path is narrow. And very few find it. But broad is it. It will interest you and I that we may be in church. But some of us are on the broad path. We are not on the narrow path. Because the word of God says it loud and clear. Very few. May you and I be the very few that the word of God describes. Amen. Oh, we shall find it. And we shall stay on course. Oh, we shall be there. The kingdom lifestyle will truly be our life. And we shall know rest in the Lord. We shall know rest in the Lord. The kingdom lifestyle calls for you and I to know rest. Total rest in the Lord. Whether I are burning so much or I have nothing. Oh yes, my sufficiency is in the Lord. Oh, the Lord will take care of me. I'm not a sparrow. Oh, come on. If he can take care. If he can take care of the sparrows. The Lord has what it takes to take care of you and I. Oh yes, I will not go to Egypt. I will stay on course. I will not compromise. I will not give up on God. Because he's my sufficiency. Oh yes, the Lord is my sufficiency. And so far as is my sufficiency, I will not total rest in the Lord. I will learn to live a simple and a devotional life. Simple and a very devotional life. Oh, spending quality time in prayer, praising, reading the word of God. Oh, that is the life. The kingdom lifestyle that you and I, we should be engaging ourselves in. Not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, you and I will never be ashamed. And you shouldn't be ashamed of your calling. You and I will never be ashamed. And we shall be ashamed of every form of ungodliness. Every form of ungodliness. We shall stay totally and far away. We shall be content in this life. And we shall find our completeness in him. Our completeness. Oh yes, we shall find our completeness in the Lord. And in him alone. Amen. We shall learn to live by God's terms. It is key and important for us to walk this kingdom lifestyle on planet Earth. Oh, let's find out, you know, the terms. And how can you find out the terms? By, you know, digging the word of God, knowing the word of God, depending totally, not partially on God. The word of God becomes a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Oh, you and I, we acknowledge God as our source, our provider, our healer, our sufficiency, and above all, our inheritance. The kingdom lifestyle. May Christ, may God be your inheritance. If he is your inheritance, I don't know what you and I, we can lack.
Yes, there may be no coins in my pocket, but I don't lack. I don't lack. I don't lack. Because he is my sufficiency. He is my father. Silver and gold belongs to him. Every, every riches under the sun belongs to him. Before the day ends, he will take care. He will take care of you and I. Amen. And we are, will definitely and always acknowledge that he is the vine. And we are the branches. We cannot bear fruit without him. We shall plug ourselves in the vine 24-7. So that we can take nourishment from the vine. And bear fruits. Not just fruit. Fruits that will abide. Oh, yes. And acknowledge that without him, we can do nothing. He is the source of everything and who we are. And may this dawn on you and I, so that we shall be perpetually connected to the vine. May we not be a branch which will be cut off. Because the word of God says, if we don't bear you, cut us off. But if we are bearing fruit, brother, sister, oh, the Lord will prune you and I. And pruning is not an easy thing. The kingdom lifestyle calls for pruning. The kingdom lifestyle for you and I. Not to bear 30-fold, 60-fold, but 100-fold. Oh, the gardener, the vine dresser. Oh, yes, our Lord will prune. Oh, he will prune. There are areas in our lives that he will be dealing with. And he could be dealing with some of those areas this very night. As you sit here and hear his word, it's part of the pruning. And if you and I, we can allow him to prune us. Oh, yes. We shall bear. We shall bear. We shall bear fruits. Oh, Christ being our example. He came preaching. He came preaching the good news of the kingdom for a kingdom lifestyle citizen. For a kingdom lifestyle citizen. Reaching out. Stretching far and wide. Outreach, sharing the gospel, sharing the good news is not negotiable. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't. May you not say the cares of this life is outweighing you so much that you cannot make time. You cannot, you can make time. Your Jerusalem, Samaria could be your workplace. Oh, you're immediate. Oh, yes. Wherever you find yourself, you start from there. And he is an example unto us. Oh, yes. He came preaching the good news of the kingdom. And for you and I, may we walk in this obedience. And may nothing separate you and I from the love of God. Amen. May nothing May nothing separate you and I. May nothing separate you and I. Then I have some three or four more points here to just put across. Very key and very important. 
for the kingdom lifestyle on planet earth. Jesus himself demonstrated it whilst on planet earth. And there are so many examples in the word of God. Stephen, in the book of Acts 7, 57 to 60, he also demonstrated, you know, that act of meekness. He was praying. He was so, you know, Joseph is an example. David himself is an example. And Jesus, as I told you, is also an example. In Isaiah 53, uh, Isaiah 53 verse 7, it's very clear there. He was maltreated, but he never fought back. He trusted God to fight for him. What should be you and I, our attitude, when we are going through difficulties and challenges? Can we be patient enough? Trusting and allowing God into our lives. Moses also demonstrated, you know, meekness. When the siblings rose up against him, he said all manner of things. And he could have, you know, prayed some dangerous prayers there. But he was so patient and gentle with them. And when God dealt with Miriam, here is Moses praying, praying for the sister, praying for the sister to be healed. Some of us could be praying fire and brimstone on our perceived enemies. Just like James and John, when, you know, they were opposed. Oh, yes. <laughs> you remember the story of James and John? The opposition. And uh, they, they, they told Jesus that why not? No, 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 no. They, uh, they are human, just like you and I. But for the kingdom lifestyle on earth, may we not. May we not. We step out there wanting to reach out, touch lives, and we need to do it in all humility and meekness. We may have all the information and the know-how. We step out there trusting Holy Spirit to do the conversion. We think what we know as individuals we do that. We could end up arguing, arguing, arguing. And our argument alone can frustrate people not to identify with the faith that we are confessing. And so meekness is key and important. You and I, we could win. We could win the arguments out there. But we could, you know, lose that soul. Being gentle with others is very important. Pursuing righteousness is key and important. Being merciful, being merciful is another being merciful. And you and I, we should be peacemakers. Peacemakers, strive. We should strive. The kingdom lifestyle calls out for people to be peacemakers out there. Not going to, you know, muddy the waters. I said it wrong. Yes! I said it wrong. I did the very wrong. That is very true. What is your approach? And what is, you know, 
your direction towards the issues. Are you stepping out there as a peacemaker? Or you are going to divide our front? Are you uniting brethren? Or you are separating brethren? Are you dividing or you are gathering? The Lord came to gather. He did not come to divide our front. And so any act which would divide any front as people of God, it's not a kingdom lifestyle. This is something that we should be mindful of. In conclusion, uh, we can truly start this kingdom life on earth when we sincerely decide to live for Christ and close every kind of door behind us. May we not keep some of the doors open. We need to close all doors. We need to close all doors. I don't know whether in the time of Peter, John, and the other apostles, there a uh, fishing gear was free that anybody can go and carry anybody's boat and go to sea. I don't think so. You know, people like, uh, is it Elisha? You know, they sold everything. and You know, you need to close orders. But we may be in the vineyard, but we have kept some doors open. Peter and Cole, they kept some doors open. And tempted. The tendency to go back will be there. We need to deny ourselves of every kind of issues and activities which will cause us to, you know, think of Egypt and taking up our cross daily and walking in total obedience leads us. We need to settle in our hearts. We don't have anywhere to turn to. To whom shall we go? You should always be asking yourself, to whom shall I go? No matter what is happening to you, you stare at the issue. To whom shall I go? Not the issue. I will not go back to Egypt. I will not go back to the world. I will hang in here. Oh yes. Just like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. King, hear us loud and clear. Can we be bold and speak to the issues? Hear me loud and clear. If I can't get money to pay that school fees, I'm sorry. My child will hang in here. The Lord, who is my provider and my sufficiency, in his own time, will make a way. And my son will go back to school. My daughter will go back to school. I will not go to Egypt. But sometimes we tell ourselves we will go and come back and confess. But it doesn't really help us. Jesus had an excellent relationship with the Father and so must be our portion. It's key and critical. We should be true ambassadors of the kingdom. He being our King and Lord we need to follow. Follow him. And take him by his word. Feed my sheep. 
feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Feed my lamb. And this should be the cry of you and I. That we shall walk in unison with the word of God. Because the kingdom lifestyle is a lifestyle for you and I. We call ourselves children of God. The Lord has spoken. His word does not go void, but it accomplishes the reasons why He has sent His word. I will respectfully ask that we rise on. We have heard the word of God. The Holy Spirit has ministered to you and I individually. Burdens are on our hearts. Shall we pray? Individually, we are praying. Unless, of course, the Lord has not spoken to you. The Lord is not pruning any area. If the Lord is pruning an area, if the Lord is reminding you of some critical things in your life that you need to let go, there are some drosses in your life that the refiner will want to work on you. But until you let go those things in your life, the refiner may not have the material. Oh, yes, we have talked of, you know, you being a disciple, walking in faithfulness. Oh, trusting God that you walk the talk. We are praying, we are praying, we are praying. And we sing this song. <clears throat> rain, Jesus, rain. Rain, Jesus, rain. King of Zion, Judas, Yes, Lord, rain, rain, rain. We pray that Jesus will rain in our lives. Rain, Jesus, rain. Rain, Jesus, rain. King of Zion, Judas reign Jesus for the last time reign Jesus reign reign Jesus reign 
Father, your word has come to us this evening. The kingdom lifestyle is not optional, but a must for all who desire to walk and acknowledge your sovereignty in their lives. Father, we submit our hearts and minds to you tonight. We desire total overhauling of our lives, Lord. Father, the drosses in our lives, we give them up tonight. May you start your process of refining us again. The little foxes, oh yes, Lord, we kill them. Oh yes, Lord, we shall plug into you the vine. So as we can bear good fruits, that our fruit will abide. May your grace, Lord, abound unto us. May your mercy be available unto us. We are nothing without you, Lord. We acknowledge our poverty in you, Lord. Fill us with your spirit, Lord. Give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation. So that, oh yes, Lord, we may know you better. Cause the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened, Lord. Oh yes, that we may know the hope of your calling and the riches of a glorious inheritance for us. May today mark the beginning of a new walk with you. That we shall walk the talk. The kingdom lifestyle shall be our portion. We shall yearn and desire to walk as people of light. In Jesus' mighty name have we prayed. Amen. Amen.